the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. To Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Uh, if you are a regular listener to this show, you're thinking, wait, does Dr. Anderson have a cold? His voice sounds different. No, my friends. If you're watching on Facebook and online, you can see that I am Angel Cartagena, and I am one of the associate pastors at Bridgeway Community Church sitting in for the good doctor on today. Uh, if you are a long-term or a long-time fan of the show, you might recall that I would occasionally sit in as a sidekick with Dr. Anderson, and so his asking me to come back is a deep, deep honor, and it is my privilege to serve you on today. If you're new to the show, if you've never listened, then this is how we roll. We usually have Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesday. Theological Thursday and open phone in Fridays. And so, of course, if today, since today is Thursday, we are doing Theological Thursday. And uh, today, as I prayed about what I would share with you, I was thinking about uh, one of the many roles that uh, uh, we often carry out in life, and that is the role of raising children, the role of parents. And so today we are doing the theology of raising children children, the theology of raising children. It is one of the uh, many areas of stewardship that the Word of God addresses and that we are assigned and responsible for as adults, as disciples of Jesus Christ. And so what I'm going to do is uh, begin by uh, going uh, through a passage out of Genesis first, and then at some point I'm going to then talk about the three areas, the three areas of expectation that we have in raising our children. Uh, the passage is one that uh, I um, uh, preached many, many years ago. In fact, when I did, it was the one that had uh, many people uh, who uh, approached Dr. Anderson and said, this man has a gift. You have the obligation to uh, help him develop it. And it really was the, the sermon that sort of helped me walk away or, or led the way for me to walk away from a career as a lawyer to uh, doing ministry full-time. And it's a passage out of Genesis 18, and it is about Abraham. The passage, uh, which starts at verse 18, says as follows, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him 
to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Abraham, as you know, originally starts off under the name Abram, and God changes his name to Abraham, which means the father of many. And here he says that he has chosen Abraham, and he talks about two particular roles. In fact, I would say that uh, if you uh, were to read and, and pray on this passage, that it would show you that a father has two roles. Uh, the first you'll see is that it says, I have chosen Abraham so that he will direct his children and his household. The Hebrew word uh, is oftentimes translated command, but I believe direct is the better translation of that word. And it is simply to point someone toward a direction. It is the idea of, of showing someone a target, a place to go. And so as I prayed over this passage the first time that I, I read it in preparation for that sermon years ago, uh, this is what the Lord showed me is that the first role of a father is to establish a vision for his children. But what is the vision? What is the vision that we need to establish? Well, it's right here in the verse. It says to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. And so the first thing that we need to do as parents is to show our children, to give them a vision of godly living. But then the second role that we see in here in this passage is that it says, I have chosen him so he will direct his children and his household after him, not with him, not ahead of him, but after him. And the idea here is that we should show our children the way, not only point the way, but, sh but show them the way by walking ahead of them. And this, of course, is the role of modeling, that we not only vision, that we not only show our children a vision of what it means to live in a godly way, but it's also one that we for them. And so as we consider this passage and we talk about uh, the raising of children or the disciplining of children, um, oftentimes when we talk about disciplining, people immediately, their minds go to that, you know, boy, go ahead and get that switch. Uh, if you if you're like me, you grew up in a time where parents oftentimes uh, would use a belt or a switch or something along those lines. People people's minds often go there when disciplining children. But the truth is, there are many things that go ahead that, frankly, if we do them correctly, uh, avoids us having to be extreme in the disciplining of our children. And so, what I'm going to do is really uh, pull. Uh, verses out of the book of Proverbs. And I'm pulling out Proverbs because Proverbs, of course, is a book of wisdom uh, to talk about what are the three things that we need to do to uh, raise and discipline our children. What I'm going to do is give all three of them, and then we'll go over them one by one. The three things we already pull out of this passage from Genesis regarding Abraham, which is that we need uh, a, a model to lead them. We need to be a model to lead them. Uh, the second thing is that we need uh, to provide them with training and instruction to build them. And then the third thing is that we need to discipline to correct them. And we'll talk about what that means later on in the show. But uh, for those of you wanting to get in a conversation, for those of you who have questions, for those of you who maybe have some wisdom that you would like to share uh, with our listeners, don't forget that our number is 888 Four three two seven four three four. That's eight 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 four three two seven four three four. And of course, we are uh, discussing the theology of raising children. 
So let's go to the first of the three uh, points with regards to raising children. A model to lead them. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says as follows. The righteous man leads a blameless life. Blessed are his children after him. Notice that uh, in the Proverbs, Solomon used that exact same phrase that Moses used in talking about Abraham as the father of many. And that is that we should uh, uh, raise our children after us. Uh, It becomes so very important for us not only to uh, show our children and teach our children what godly living looks like, but more importantly is we need to model it for them. Um, I can remember one situation some years ago where um, there was a parent having a very difficult time with their child, and they came in for some counseling. And what they uh, didn't realize, because I got some time to speak to their child alone, is that they had undermined their own parental authority by uh, teaching their child that they should not lie. And yet when they went to a movie, Uh, The mom uh, told a fib, told a lie about how old the child was to try and get a discounted ticket. And so uh, imagine what that did to that child's psyche in terms of what am I supposed to believe. So listen, we're going to take a break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to go ahead and start taking phone calls. Hope in Gaithersburg, hold on. We're going to come back to you at uh, WAVA. to or unfairly treated by others? Do you have a difficult time forgiving others or extending grace? Then you have to purchase my brand new book, I For Grace You. In bookstores now and on Amazon.com, I For Grace You, doing good to those who've hurt you. You will be freed from anger, bitterness, resentment, and guilt. I For Grace You by Dr. David Anderson. That's me. Go to Amazon.com. I For Grace You. Get freed up today. smelly basement and let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fixed give them a call 844-980-3707 that's 844-980-3707 Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. 
You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. My name is Angel Cartagena, sitting in for the good doctor. And today we are talking about the theology of raising children. As we talk about raising them, we, we are covering three points, and we covered the first one already, which is that they need a model to lead them. We need to show our children the way by being consistent in how we live. In fact, isn't it interesting that oftentimes the parental role in the church is played by the pastor, and you might recall that one of Paul's pieces of advice to Timothy as a pastor is to watch your walk and your doctrine closely, and then it says, for by it you shall be saved and others will as well. And so the whole point and the whole idea is that we bring people to the Lord not only by being correct in our doctrine and our belief, but we also bring people to the Lord. And those people that we should bring to the Lord, by the way, are our children as well, that we do so by our behavior, by making sure that we live consistently with what we profess to believe. Well, that being the case, if you want to get in on a conversation, call us at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. But let's go out to Gaithersburg and see what is on Hope's mind. Hello, Hope. Are you there? Yes, I am, Dr. Anderson. Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, this is Angel Cartagena sitting in for Dr. Anderson, but if he was here, I'm sure that he'd be happy you called. So how can I help you today? What, what's on your mind? Well, I just kind of want to make a comment. You were talking about kids and about the model of them. And um, my, my um, former husband and myself are uh, going through a divorce right now, and it, we really had um, – you know, interest in trying to raise our boys. We have two um, under the um, pastoralship of our pastor and taking them to church and doing what we needed to do. But for some reason, it just kind of uh, lost the way with the divorce and all of that. So my point being is, is that I, I truly believe that as a single mom now, that the most important thing that I could do for my 14-year-old son was to send him to boarding school where he was allowed instruction and no distractions, and that he could hear the voice of the Lord and understand that God is real. And um, I think that that's the most important thing that I learned in raising my, my son as a single mother without his father, is that he needed a role model, but he first and foremost needed to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. So let me ask a couple of questions. Are you in... Uh your ex-husband, uh, are you in a in accord or in agreement about how you want to raise the kids and how you want to co-parent? Uh, as far as his education is, no, we are not. Okay. Um, he he was totally against um, sending him to boarding school, um, and I was for sending him to boarding school because of the distractions mm -hmm. he was having 
um, at his high school and not really hearing from the Lord as to what he needed to do in terms of his purpose mm -hmm. becoming a, a, a young man. So let me ask this. Uh, would the two of you consider possibly taking some type of co-parenting class or something to help you with how do you parent in the context of a broken marriage? I would love to do that. Um, I, I, I um, went through that initially uh, with um, the court, but unfortunately it was, we did it separately. We didn't do it together. Yeah. So I guess his perspective was different from my perspective. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it becomes really important uh, when we call ourselves disciples of Christ and experience divorce, and disciples do. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the whole yes or no, good or bad. The whole point is that's life. We got to deal with life as it comes. Um, one of the things that I yeah. urge couples, and in fact, I'm actually uh, the pastor who uh, ministers to our divorcees in our church. Uh, one of the things that becomes oh. really important is for couples to make a commitment to their children uh, and more yes. importantly to the Lord that even in the midst of a broken marriage, you're going to have agreement with regards to how you're going to raise your children. In other words, you are still their mother. Uh, their father okay. is still their father. And in fact, one of the things that I tell uh, my class that very few people feel comfortable hearing, but it's the truth is if you had children together, then that part of you remains married to one another no matter what. And so uh, because right. you live with the reality of a lifetime full of graduations and Christmases and weddings and all that sort of thing, it becomes really important for two people in your situation to make a commitment. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Hope. I'm going to ask that our uh, screening person uh, get information yes. from you a number where I can reach you, and I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to call you so that I can share some information with you that hopefully will help that situation along. Okay. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so very much. All right, God bless you, my sister, and I'll be praying for you and for your family. And by the way, if it helps at all, uh -huh. um, I actually was fortunate enough to receive. I grew up in a in a in a really bad inner city situation was fortunate enough, uh, and I believe this was a God thing, that uh, I got a scholarship at 15 from an organization where they took me and placed me at a boarding school, and I turned out more than okay. I think we're fine. So um, I'm, I'm a big supporter <laughs> if a family can swing it. Um, I don't advocate it for all children, but I think some kids can handle it, and frankly, I think some kids need it. So anyway, but I'll give you a call and offline so that we can talk a little bit more about some steps that you can take so that my, my prayer is oh, that yeah. there will be reconciliation between you and your husband even if you don't reconcile in terms of getting remarried but reconciling so that okay. you can co-parent and work together if for no other reason that you can work together for your children amen amen all right Thank take you care so very much i look forward to it all right take care bye well, um, you know, that's one of the realities of life. I know that oftentimes uh, Christians don't feel comfortable with it, but the truth is uh, people do get divorced, and it becomes very important uh, if you're out there and you're in that situation that you not allow uh, bitterness and anger and disappointment uh, to overwhelm you 
to the point where you fail in your obligations to your children. If you have children, then uh, one of the things that becomes very important is for each of you to stay committed to working together well enough to, uh, to not only have discussions but to make decisions about the children. Um, it is never healthy for the kids when parents are divided in terms of uh, making making decisions about parenting. And in fact, all of these things that I'm going to say about how we raise kids, those rules all still apply. Those principles all apply even in a divorce situation. If you want to get in or if you uh, in a conversation or if you have a question, give us a call at 888-432-7434. But let me get to the second thing. The second thing we need to give our kids, in, in addition to being a model, is we need to give them training and instruction. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 says this, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And then uh, later on in Proverbs 22, 6, the word of the Lord says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Now, what's the difference between instruction and training? Because some people think that, that maybe they're the same thing. I actually see them as different and in this regard. That instruction to me is about giving your children wisdom and, uh, and knowledge that will allow them to make good decisions in life uh, with regards to how they live their life. But that training to me, you know, if you look at that Hebrew word train, that's, that's translated train, I'm, I'm reading out of the NIV 84, by the way, it's really a military term. And the idea is that there are certain drills, there are certain uh, ac activities that we teach our children that are about uh, the sort of routines of life. In fact, I actually wrote a book some years ago called The Success Continuum and, uh, and talk about what are the expectations of childhood. And when it comes to these issues of, of training, I actually said that there are really five things that we can give our kids to help them lead a healthy life. The first uh, I called interpersonal relations. That is, basically teach your kids how to say hello, please, and thank you. That, uh, that if they're going to grow up to build the kind of relationships and maintain the kind of relationships that are healthy and that will help them succeed, they need to know how to have those basics of conversations. Hello, please, and thank you. Uh, the second thing I talked about is the handling of their word. And what I meant there is that we need to teach our children how to have integrity with regards to their word, that if they give a commitment, they should keep it. I remember my son, when he was very young, uh, was very excited about playing basketball. He wanted to be signed up for a league. We bought him uh, some uh, sneakers. We got him a uniform and all that sort of stuff. And then he lost the first game and did not want to go back after that first game. Well, that was not negotiable. Uh, we looked him in the eye and we said, son, you will finish the season. Why? Because when you signed up for the team, you made a commitment to your teammates and to your coaches that you would be available for the season. If you want to uh, not go back once the season is over, that's fine. But for this season, you will stay. Now, there's some people I know who think, oh, my, that's cruel. But how else do we teach our children to keep their commitment? if we don't teach them to handle their word correctly. The third thing uh, that I think is a practical in terms of the training of children is resource management. We never teach them how to handle money. We oftentimes somehow feel like that's going to come 
by osmosis. And I can tell you that one of the fun ways we used to do that with our kids when they were young is we used to play Monopoly because Monopoly had prices. It had uh, you had a, a, a set amount of money. You had taxes. Uh, you had rent. You had all these sorts of things. You had to learn how to calculate uh, uh, interest and percentage. And it just taught them uh, about the fact that money is a tool and that we must be good stewards on how we handle that money. And so uh, that was one thing we taught them. The next thing was basic literacy. It becomes important for us to teach our children how to read. And so from very early on, we read to our children and taught them the importance of the written word. Um, and I'm glad to say that both of them did uh, well in school. They're both very intelligent kids, now adults. And um, without question, I, I believe that teaching them the importance of the written word and learning how to read uh, critical to their training as children. And then finally, good health and hygiene. Uh, believe it or not, we have uh, young people today who are suffering with adulthood uh, diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure. And much of this is because we allow them to choose what to eat, and they oftentimes choose the worst stuff to eat. And, um, and we need to teach them how to care for their bodies because that's part of their stewardship also. So listen, we're talking about the theology of raising children. Give us a call, 888-432-7434. We'd love to talk to you on the other side of our break. Carpentry. How can this skill empower a young person needing guidance in life? Alexandria Seaport Foundation knows. Alexandria Seaport Foundation is looking for young people 16 to 22 who need a mentor and a paid full-time job doing basic woodworking. You'll build wooden boats and life skills in a drug-free environment with caring mentors. Is this you or a young person in your family? Call Jimmy Gottfried now at 732-275-4887 or apply online at alexandriaseaport.org. That's alexandriaseaport.org. Did you know that older furnaces were 60% efficient when new? Now they may only be 40% efficient. You're paying for a new furnace with wasted dollars every month. A-Action is offering zero down, zero interest for 18 months on high-efficiency furnaces for as little as $49 a month at aactionhomeservices.com, 703-922-1900. A-Action, 703-922-1900. Were you wanting to sell your house and worried it won't sell this time of year? The end of the year in Metro D.C. is still one of the best times to sell. I'm Christy Moore, founder of Local Expert Realty. With our proven, repeatable system backed by market research and our team with over 1,600 real estate transactions and experience, you can feel certain your home will sell. To sell your house fast for top dollar, call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days or I'll buy it. Call now at 866 866- 404-5858. Certain conditions or exceptions may apply. We've helped over 100 listeners sell their house for top dollar. Listen to what they have to say. Working with Christy to sell your property is absolutely delightful. Constantly informing you of every step of the way. Everything was handled just in an incredible professional way. If you want to sell your house, call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days or I'll buy it. Call now at 866-404-5858. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? 
G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically rid your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plugin Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-in Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. And welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. My name is Angel Cartagena, sitting in for the good doctor who is away today. And we are, of course, in the midst of Theological Thursday. Today we're talking about the theology of raising children. Uh, that number, if you want to get involved in the conversation, if you have questions, 888-432-7434. So, so far we've talked about that children need a model to lead them. Uh, we talked about the fact that children need training and instruction. And now we get to uh, what is probably the most difficult conversation to have, especially in our current social uh, milieu, if you will, and that is the issue of discipline. What happens if you've taught them the right way and you have modeled that for them, but they still decide uh, to break the rules? Well, the Proverbs have quite a few things to say about that. So, for example, in Proverbs 13:24, the word says, He who spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Proverbs 22.15 says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. And then Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. So let's talk about that. Well, before we get to the whole uh, disciplining part, in both Proverbs 22.15 and in 29.15, we find two very important phrases in those verses that give us some wisdom with regards to kids. The first is that in 22.15, it says, Folly is bound up in the child of a heart. Folly is just a different word for foolishness. And the whole idea is that children are not born knowing what to do. In fact, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you believe that the Bible is the word of God, what the Apostle Paul told the Romans and applies to us is that we are all born sinners. Therefore, not only do kids, are kids born uh, not knowing what to do, but they're born sinners. And so their inclination oftentimes is to do what's wrong. In fact, I jokingly went during a sermon one time, but I kind of wasn't joking, uh, talked about the fact that kids are born with three spiritual DNAs that we need to be careful. The, the first is, uh, the first DNA is the inclination to say no. Uh, now, if you're a parent, if you've raised a child, you know that when we are raising them, we don't teach them to say no. And yet somewhere along the line, usually around the age of two, you'll have that encounter with them where you ask them to do something, they look you right in the eye, and they say no. 
that comes right from their sin nature. That is straight from the devil. I rebuke it, but I recognize it for what it is, which is the child needs correction. Another DNA that uh, seems to appear in our children is the tendency to lie. Uh, I can remember one instance. The, the girl comes. She's standing right next to me. You can see the little wrapper sticking out of her pocket, chocolate on her lips. Did you just get in the Easter candy? No. Uh, well, I know that she was in the Easter. I can see it on her face. And so uh, and so all of us have that tendency when we think we're in trouble, when we're trying to deal with something, when we're being called to be accountable and responsible to say no. And, of course, the last gene, the last DNA gene that I, I find, spiritual gene that you find in many children, is that inclination to divide and conquer when they can't get their way. You know it. If you're a parent, you've seen it. They go and they ask mom first, and when mom says no, they come to you. They don't tell you they talked to mom. They didn't say they had a conversation with mom about it, but they'll ask you like they're asking for the first time. And, of course, if you have not coordinated with your spouse, uh, oftentimes this is where conflict can arise. And so uh, if we have that sin tendency as we are born and as children and it manifests itself in these sorts of things, what do we do to correct them? Well, uh, first of all, let me say it becomes important for us to learn how to discipline our children uh, with what I call a pause. Uh, let me give you an example of this. Uh, uh, that same son I talked about earlier in his basketball league, right, in that first game that he lost, he refused to get in line to shake hands with the other side. Uh, that simply was unsportsmanlike. It is not acceptable behavior in our home. And so once we got home, uh, did, uh, did I jump on him? Did I beat him? No. What I said to him is, you need to go to your room your mother and I are going to talk about what we're going to do about you. Now, this was important for two reasons, and I need you to pay attention to this. The first reason it was important is because we often make mistakes and cross the line in disciplining our children when we do it in the moment, and particularly when we are angry in the moment. And so by having that pause, by saying go to your room so that your mom and I can talk about it, we made sure that uh, whatever punishment we came up with would be uh, an appropriate one. The second thing that was important about doing it that way is that we were letting him know that mom and I were going to talk about it, and then I would come back and say what the punishment was. Now, why was this important? Because it discourages that gene of divide and conquer. You see, a child cannot divide and conquer parents when he or she knows that mom and dad are in agreement. Now, what happens when you're a single parent and you don't have a, a parent around to be in agreement with? Well, my advice to you is take that same pause. Take that pause and uh, go cool off. And if you need to talk to somebody, um, have somebody that you go to, a pastor, uh, an advisor, someone, and uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break. Uh, once again, if you have questions, 888-432-7434 on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. And welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. My name is Angel Cartagena. I'm having a great time sitting in for the doc today as we've been talking about the theology of raising children. And we've been talking about the three things that we need to raise our children, to discipline our children. We talked about the fact that they need a model to lead them. It's not enough for us to teach them the Word of God, but we have to show the way uh, that they need training and instruction. That it is uh, not wise for us to think that they're born knowing the things that they need to do in life, such as handling of money uh, or how to care for their bodies or how to uh, get along with others. Uh, those are all things that we teach them as we go along the way. And then finally, what do we do to correct them when we've taught them the way we've modeled, but they still decide to misbehave? Well, before the break, we were talking about the importance of when we discipline of having a pause. Uh, again, if you are uh, in, a, in a family with a father and mother, and what we want to do is, uh, when they break the rules, let's send them to their room and really talk about how do we best want to uh, deal with this situation, because uh, oftentimes you can deal with it without having to uh, go to spanking, without having to go to any kind of physical uh, correction. Uh, in fact, in, in going back to the story about my son, what we decided to do is for one week he would lose all video game privileges, but then he also had to write, write a letter of apology to the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and in doing that, uh, we got him to understand that he, as uh, someone who professes to believe in the Lord, is his ambassador and that how he behaves and how he conducts himself has uh, ramifications for 
how we model uh, Christian behavior to the world. And so, uh, and so uh, it becomes important for us to have that pause in there. But then the other thing, again, is having agreement. Now, before the break, I was talking about what if you're a single parent, you don't have someone to have a conversation with, that it's important for you to have people in your life that you can have that conversation with. Maybe it's an older church mother. Uh, maybe it's a good friend who is a godly friend. You know that they rely on the word of God. Uh, sometimes they can give you perspective on what the best way to discipline your child, especially if it's an adult, another adult who knows your child. Maybe you have a sister, you know, an aunt or an uncle, always good uh, for that kind of uh, information. And then when all is said and done, um, people will always ask me, where do I fall on the issue of corporal punishment? And I simply point to two things. One is we should be mindful of what the law says, what the law around us is. Romans 13 says that we must submit to government, and therefore we need to be mindful of that. Uh, I will say that with regards to corporal punishment, the second thing I, I like to point to is I am never, ever in support of the use of any kind of tools or implements. Again, I grew up in a time when it was very common. I myself know what it was like to be disciplined with a belt or a switch or something along those lines. Uh, I discourage it highly strongly because it can do permanent damage. You can go too far, especially if you're disciplining in, in anger, and you can hurt that child. And there is a fine line between disciplining a child and abusing a child. Uh, that being said, I am not against an open palm to the bottom, maybe once and firmly, so that you get the child's attention. The idea is to let them know that you are serious about uh, the situation that you are trying to get their attention. Now, my experience has been for all of those parents who have used this process of modeling, training, and instruction, uh, that they have been good about teaching their children things like regular bedtimes and, and uh, how to behave at the dinner table and that sort of thing that very few of them have had to go to the point of corporal punishment. That is usually enough to uh, send them to their room, to take away their video games, that sort of thing. And if you really find on a regular basis that you're having to escalate to the point of uh, you know, bringing out the nuclear option, then I think it is time for you to bring in some professional help, that there might be something going on with the child that is uh, extraordinary and that requires professional attention, a good Christian counselor who can sit down and help that child work through some things and help you work through some things. Uh, because I find for most children that if you've done the proper groundwork of modeling, training, and instruction, then uh, it is rare that you have to go to the extreme of punishing them. Uh, if you still have a question, we still have a little bit of time left. Give us a call at 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. And so going back to the original passage that we started with, you can see now why uh, the, the two roles of a father, uh, as God was speaking about Abraham, is that of establishing a vision of godly living, but secondly, of modeling that for them, of showing them how it is done. Uh, one place that uh, you can uh, show this sort of thing, uh, and actually one of the ways I encourage parents, is the dinner table. 
Uh, believe it or not, one of the greatest ways that I find our children were instructed is we were a regular about having sit-down dinner where the TV was off, the radio was off, all cell phones in a basket, and you had to be focused on what uh, we were talking about at the table. And, of course, as the parents, what we made was a commitment that um, we would not be talking about work, but that we would be talking about something that included everyone. So that was a great way to discipline them as well. Well, listen, we still have a chance to talk to one more person, so let's go to Kim in Silver Spring and see what's on her mind. No? Okay. Well, it looks like we lost Kim. All right. That's fine. Uh, well, once again, going back to the dinner table, uh, you know, I found that the conversations that we had at the dinner table, that that time of focused attention, of being able to um, focus on, one, on each other, that, that really allowed for uh, the kids to know what was on our minds as their parents, and it also put us in touch with what was going on in their lives as students. And so uh, it looks like we got Kim back. I want to go ahead and touch base with her before we go. Hey, Kim, this is Angel Cartagena. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. So what's on your mind really quickly? I have to comment. I have three children, and I have um, a three-year-old grandson. I heard from a senior at our church years ago that – that um, children are very smart, and they know which parent is going to do what. <laughs> like, they know after which parent is the one that's going to um, do discipline with the punishment sent to the room, take stuff away, and which parent is the one that's going to get a switch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My kids really did. And the second thing I wanted to say is um, a lot of times – I have a little paint stirrer, a wooden little paint stirrer that I use for my grandson. And and the time that it takes me to find it, I'm calmed down. I'm calmed down. And then if I say, hey, do I need to get the stick? And he'll say, no, Granny, don't get the stick. Don't. So I don't even have to spank him with it. I just have to give a little, you know, just threaten him. And then he checks himself, and then he's like, no. I don't want to get a spanking. <laughs> and I've not had to use it, but maybe once, and he's three years old. Wow. And it wasn't even, it was just like a little tap just to get his attention. Right. And even with my kids, the same thing, and they're 31, 28, and 21 now. So um, sometimes the threat of finding the little, not a, not a belt, but finding a little stick or something, um, you know, takes it takes time and, and your anger diffuses and then you know you're able to give an effective um little little attention getter right well thank you miss kim for uh well, at, for uh, contributing to our conversation today it was great to hear from you um i still would discourage uh the use of an implement of any kind but uh i understand that if you've only used it once gently and they got the message certainly uh one of the things that becomes important for children is establishing boundaries. They know when we mean business. So anyway, on the other side of the break, we'll try and get with Anonymous from D.C. This is Angel Cartagena on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and it's Theological Thursday.
Were you promised your home would sell? It didn't, and your agent disappeared? You're not alone. 42% of houses currently on the market will not sell. I'm Christy Moore, founder of Local Expert Realty. We just helped seven home sellers in the Metro D.C. area sell their house, even when it didn't sell the first time. Call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days, or I'll buy it. Call now at 866-404-5858. Certain conditions or exceptions may apply. We've helped over one. 100 listeners sell their house for top dollar. Listen to what they have to say. Working with Christy and her staff, I found them to be very responsive, very personable. We listed the house, I think the first week in February, and by about the 18th, I had a call that there was an offer. If you want to sell your house, call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days or I'll buy it. Call now at 866-404-5858. Hey folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill set you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. The Bible teaches us that we must provide for our families and set aside for our children and grandchildren. But do you have a plan to get that done? Attend Tradeway's exciting two-day event called Step One Start Your Journey and we'll walk you through everything you need to know to trade stocks on your own. And you'll leave the event feeling empowered and you'll have the confidence you need to get started. Maybe this is the plan you've been looking for. Coming to the International Place Conference Center, January 18th and 19th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com.
And welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We've been talking today about the theology of raising children. My name is Angel Cartagena. Let's try and get to the phone lines and talk to Anonymous in D.C. Hi, Anonymous. Uh, welcome to the show, and what's on your mind? Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? Can you today? hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Good. Excellent. Good. How are you? Good. So what's on your mind? I was calling to... I have a question. Um, I hear the conversation is about discipline, and I wanted to know how would you advise someone in education who is uh, trying to implement discipline in the classroom, but you see there's a conflict with uh, or a lack of discipline at home, and even after speaking to parents, they may not know what to do, and so the behaviors just continue. Yeah, that's a difficult one, um, especially when we don't get cooperation from parents. Uh, sadly, I think one of the things that's become increasingly common is for uh, parents at home to put that uh, on both not only teachers but on pastors oftentimes at churches. And so my thing is uh, to work closely. My advice to the teachers is we definitely cannot discipline children uh, in any other way but to uh, work in coordination with the administration and the parents to try and add corrective measures. And that is, let's first of all make very clear what are the consequences going to be for the bad behavior, and if the bad behavior persists, what other consequences will there be? And again, uh, oftentimes, you know, children who misbehave this way, they, uh, they're not getting attention at home, they want to get attention uh, they'll take negative attention even. And th the bottom line for them is they may need that professional help that I was talking about earlier, that you may need to get someone involved. But my, my uh, advice to a school teacher is always uh, address these cases in coordination with your administration. They should be giving you support in this regard, okay? Okay. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. Let's go ahead and see if we can get to Destiny before... We're done. Hey, Destiny, this is Angel Cartagena. How are you and what's on your mind? Really quickly. Hi. Um, good day. Really quickly, just to sum it up, um, I hear you talking about, like, not, you know, disciplining our children with, you know, maybe anything other than our hand. Um, and, and it just makes me really think about, like, scriptures, um, King Solomon being very wise. And in two places in, you know, Proverbs, he talks about, you know, like if you spare the rod, he that spare it, he hates his, his son. Yeah. And that also, like, if you pretty much beat your child or correct your child, if you withhold correction, if you beat him with the rod, he will not die. If you beat him, you will deliver his soul from hell. And, I mean, of course, we, I'm, I'm in agreement that we're not talking about, you know, any type of abuse or you know, beating him, you know, excessively yeah. or anything De like I'm that. I'm sorry, but Destiny. We're going we're gonna to have to wrap up, unfortunately. We're done for today. Um, thank you for that. We actually did cover those proverb uh, uh, verses earlier, and you're right. We do need to discipline. My thing is that there's a lot we can do before we go to corporal punishment. Well, listen, let's pray really quickly. Gracious Father, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to talk about raising children. Thank you for the privilege of doing so. May you give us wisdom and discernment that we may raise them in the way that you have called us to. Father, I pray for our Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.